0: Welcome to the X-Men Files, a podcast where Inessa and Brian talk about the X-Men comics. He's reading them again as an adult, she's reading them for the first time. So grab your back issues out of their Mylar bags, let's talk about the greatest comic book series ever, the X-Men. Welcome back. (laughs) Welcome back and cue the giggle.
1: Uh, It was hard not to giggle. I, I was it, like, don't it, think it, about giggling, don't think about giggling, don't think about giggling.
0: I know it's always hard for you yeah. not to giggle because you giggle every time.
1: Giggle. I do giggle every
0: time. Welcome back to the X-Men Files. I'm Brian. I'm Vanessa. To uh, the two or three of you who are listening, and apparently lots of people in Missouri, huh. or one person in Missouri who might need, need to, to rethink something. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> anyway, appreciate now. the support and or <laughs> existence of a Podbean server farm in Missouri. <laughs> Something uh, something along those lines. But uh, welcome back to all of, all. well, to, well, somebody.
1: Yeah. Welcome back to maybe <laughs> just us. Our uh, definitely. Yeah. Welcome
0: yeah. back to me. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I always listen to the episodes. I'm going to listen to this one again, uh, probably later tonight. I dig yeah. it. Yeah. I only, I, 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 it's not that narcissistic. I will listen <laughs> to it once because it's always fun to um, listen to it to see whether it, how much it jives with my memory. Mm hmm um and that's neat and every now and again once in a blue moon i'll listen to something for like a month or two ago that, that's pretty rare though. yeah
1: i should go back and start listening to them from the beginning because i'm I sure that 80 percent of it will sound uh like completely new material that i did not participate in creating
0: quite possibly yeah. but the the very first few episodes and i can remember like the first one I'm like oh man we nailed it and um after we had done recording i listened to it again as well as like, oh boy yeah. this sounds fantastic it sounds like trash. Well, the actual sound. <laughs> but also, like, what we're saying, <laughs> I think, um, and, and the structure and so forth has, uh, I hope, improved. I think that it has.
1: Sure. Let's yeah. say that it has.
0: Um, if you think that the quality has improved, Cerebro at XMenFiles.com. You know, we get a lot of email we every do. week.
1: We do. We, we work hard to answer all of it.
0: Well, we're succeeding there. Yeah, I mean, I will say we, <laughs> we are have never responding failed
1: to answer all of the emails. I,
0: I, I have never gotten an email on there. I, I mean, from a person, yeah. obviously. You know, we get we get email from like Stitcher and and so forth. But uh, I have never gotten an e- email from a person to Cerebro at xmenfiles.com that I did not answer. We, yeah, we have never... so that's that. That is the X Men Files guarantee. Yeah. <laughs> you can count on us to answer a personally handcrafted. Response
1: Response to anything that you send us.
0: Anyone who sends any email to Cerebro at XMenFiles.com, I will reply to it. So, blank check.
1: Yeah, or, you know, something, you know, ask us a question to, to talk about on the air. We can do that, too.
0: We Of course we can. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, that that is, I, I think, starting to become one of the fan favorites, the the, <laughs> the viewer mail that we get. When we respond to some of the questions that we get. Uh, Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. (laughs) Well, I
0: almost kind of, I talked myself into my own self-deprecation there at the end. I was just kind of having fun with it. Then I was like, Jesus, what am I doing? You know, then... I know this. With, yeah. I mean even if
1: nobody ever listened to this this does not somehow weirdly does not feel like a waste of time no it That's doesn't at all go. uh
0: especially this year I mean I, I I don't know whether we would have done this uh in a non-pandemic yeah. year probably because well, it would have been tough. Because I mean we were I, doing other things well we yeah like I, I would have been traveling uh, yes. for work we would have been, traveling, would have for been fun, traveling for fun and it would have we would have had one month where we record like one episode and there's like what are we doing? Uh, <laughs> it, like the momentum would have died.
1: Yeah, but we, we have good um, momentum now.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, this is a kind of a silver lining uh, in terms of actually going through, you know, following through on this experiment. Mm-hmm. And for me, anyway, it's been a nice distraction from kind of the world at large. Yeah, it's yeah. a nice thing to um, yeah. kind of think about. And, and I very much it. enjoy doing this.
1: Yeah. All right. With that. With that, my summary. Okay. recap. Okay. Uncanny X-Men issue 167 is called The Goldilocks Syndrome, or Who's Been Sleeping in My Head, which is an amazing wordplay. <laughs> it was released in March of 1982. We open in Charles Xavier's Rebuilt Academy with a new crop of students watching. I guess Magnum P.I. Well, that was a...
0: Try of- that sentence again. <laughs> you, we- had, you, you had a comment on the wrong place. Yeah.
1: We open... <laughs> We open in Charles Xavier's Rebuilt Academy with a new crop of students watching, I guess, Magnum P.I. The X-Men bust in to find that these kids have no clue who they are. They seem a little hurt. These kids have their own batch of mutant powers, including one that, quote, transmutes the kinetic energy of the sun into raw strength, whatever that means. Commutes? Transmutes.
0: Transmutes, yeah, of course.
1: While the other X Men are fighting the new students, Kitty faces upstairs with some sort of ball gun. She gives some exposition to catch up new readers, and then finds Charles. A ball gun? Yeah, it's like a gun that looked like I read later it that it was balls? like a brood, a brood weapon. <laughs> but I didn't want to I add that. I just said it shoots balls. It <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. Uh, finds Charles. He looks to be asleep, but he's actually evil. What? <laughs> 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 Wolverine, okay. Nightcrawler, and Cyclops hear the fracas upstairs, but before they can get there, Kitty is thrown from the balcony and evil Xavier appears. We know he is evil because he has no pupils.
0: Okay. No I'm pun gonna, intended.
1: Because I wrote that down and I was like, pupils? Could also mean students.
0: Yes. I just made go. a pun. <laughs> You're really selling yourself short. I mean, um, okay.
1: Suddenly, Xavier changes into a new brood queen. Seems to happen somewhat faster than the other transformations, but whatever. Cyclops unleashes his optic rays and his wit, to coin a phrase, and with a splow, the queen is hurled through the wall of the house that was literally just rebuilt. Colossus sees it fly by, murmurs Lennon's ghost, and answers the call of duty to go find it and fight it.
0: Ooh, um, we need to talk about having seen Lennon's tomb. Yes. We yeah, saw Lennon's tomb. Yeah, we're not going to remember, just super, to circle back on, but I do super, want to talk about, about uh, that experience.
1: Super, super weird and creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, um, so Lennon's ghost. Okay, Lennon, yeah. We learn that the new students have already met the brood, and also that they have their own comic book to sell. The queen tells the X-Men to flee if they want to live, and Wolverine replies in Wolverine style, sounds like sensible advice, the kind I've been <laughs> ignoring since I was born. Then he slices off her stinger, which was as gross the second time as it was in the last issue. One, yep. of, one of the new mutants, Karma, whose power is to possess people, tries to possess the queen, but seems to get possessed instead. Yep. The queen slinks off to restore herself, but runs into Binary and Storm, who are keen for more fighting. The weakened queen falls back to Earth, and Wolverine and Cyclops argues about who gets to kill her. Suddenly, Xavier gets the upper hand a bit and is able to talk to the X-Men in his own voice, telling them to kill him. Paradoxically, knowing that Xavier's still in there, I guess it's not really that paradoxical. Changes Scott's mind. <laughs> predictably. Yeah. Predictably, knowing that it was late when I was writing this. No, that's uh, right. Knowing that Xavier's still in there changes Scott's mind about killing the Queen because Phoenix. Mm. Cyclops is keen to get on with the killing, but is outvoted. No, sorry, Wolverine. I'm Wolverine is keen to get on with the killing, but is outvoted.
0: And you dropped the, uh, dropped the G there on the, on the killing. The killing, yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Thanks.
1: Then we're on the Starjammer, and Sikorsky is working on Xavier. <clears throat> they think that they cannot reverse the metamorphosis, but maybe, just maybe, Moira says, they can, quote, take tissue samples collected from Charles when we were last aboard and clone him a new body. Then we transplant his mind from one to t'other. Also, by, the way,
0: by the way, that tissue sample collection on the Starjammer ship is really fucked up. <laughs> And it's like they've got tissue from like they could they could cross like gene splice all kinds of weird weird shit yeah. <laughs> also more on that later
1: moira looks like the inker just didn't have time to draw her costume so left her in a weird all-white bodysuit yeah Meanwhile, Kitty wakes up and is excited to see Peter and Eliana, who somehow looks to be eight again. Storm is a little mm. sad, knowing that not long ago, Kitty would have been most happy to see her. And we'll obviously come back to, come back to that.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, they manage to cram a lot into the last few pages. Oh, yeah. We learn that the new mutants are also on board. Those are the kids from before. I don't know if I said that. Yeah. The new students. Um, we learn that Scott is considering leaving Earth, but first, Corsair is going to take him to meet his grandparents. The head of Lalandra's Imperial Guard raza shows up and has a low-key pissing contest with scott. Uh, the head
0: of the imperial guard is not named raza raza is standing next to gladiator Oh, gladiator okay
1: guard. sorry confusing
0: that's very important low to nail that down <laughs> because otherwise we will be confused yes, with sir. scott
1: and corsair we learn that deathbird is now in charge of the shiar empire and Londra wonders if it matters mm. <laughs> we learn about someone named galactus
0: anybody who reads comics who just heard you say that is I know. That's,
1: uh, no, that's, no, no, no I, that's I, I don't know that critically that's the charm of me <laughs> that's beautiful oh my
0: God you don't know who galactus <laughs> no, I is do not. Holy and that cow. Reed
1: Richards of the Fantastic Four returned him to health when he had come to earth to die Lalandra is super pissed about this and oh, Mr yeah. fantastic gets a nighttime astral visit and a lecture about his responsibilities and then Xavier is alive and he can walk or wait. Maybe he can't, but he'll keep working on it. And then randomly, just like that, he demotes Kitty from X Man to student.
0: Yep. Yep. Uh, not sure. that random, actually. I, I didn't think no, of that no, random. Right. No. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll talk on that thread first. I'm
1: sure she'll it's going to be totally okay with that, and we will find out more next week.
0: And we next issue Kitty's reaction, or, or yeah. Professor Xavier is a jerk. <laughs> And we're looking forward to that because it is one of the mm. the most iconic uh, X-Men splash pages uh, ever. All right. It, it, it's like super memeable. Um, I don't want to spoil it. Uh, okay. So, oh, gosh. Uh, several, several threads. What, what are we going to come back to? We're going to come back to uh, Lennon's Tomb and uh, Galactus uh, and another thing. There was another thing.
1: Lennon's Tomb, Galactus, Oh, the, and the and tissue samples on the, the Star Trek. The
0: Oh, so, yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. Those are all um, my notes. Um, oh, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've you, you've done you've done a good thing by taking yeah. notes. X of course, I didn't take any notes. Um, maybe you try to find a different service. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, you, you're not going to listen to this Tussling the
1: Ottoman. I'm sorry, listeners. You're tussling the Ottoman. Tussling it.
0: You're jostling the yeah. Ottoman. Jostling it. But, but like, like, even if I, if I do that, <laughs> trust me, that's going to sound super loud. Mm. Uh, that thing that just happened, or like it won't. I'll, I'll find out later uh, tonight. Yeah. Tissue samples in the search. Th- that just went by without so much as a shoulder shrug. Uh, and it, it's funny, like even reading it, I was just like, yeah, whatever. As you're reading the recap, uh, we happened to have one of his tissue samples. And the last time he was aboard, whoa, 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 whoa.
1: <laughs> I thought they like <laughs> medically treated him and that's why.
0: Maybe. But why would they collect
1: it? Yeah. Fair. It's weird. I mean,
0: like, it's like Xavier was here for a flu shot. <laughs> While he was here, we have sequenced all of his DNA. You know, just just in case. Yeah. In case of what? <laughs> Fucking Nazis! What's the matter with you? Yeah. So
1: that blog that I sent you. Yeah. Uh, the name of which we should probably mention because you know people should should read it.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, yeah we'll look it up.
1: The uh, yeah, and in, in that they mentioned that you know that that Im- I guess that means that for the the entire rest of the series, Xavier is a clone, which is yes. weird.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Um. The uh. Okay.
1: I actually, felt very proud of myself reading that blog, um, which I think is called the real. You've been
0: reading for years. Don't sell yourself short.
1: <laughs> you, you know how to read. I do know how to read. Yeah. Uh. The the real.
0: You also know how to find things on the internet. I think
1: it's called the RealGentlemanofleisure.com. Something like they that. Do I'll, 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 of, I'll of dig of, it up uh, here. as you
0: make your point. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to look it up.
1: Um, but anyway, when I was reading the their sort of summary and then their commentary, I was quite proud of myself for having thought of some of the same things that they had mentioned. Yeah. Like I'd seen some of those same things. Like, um, b- b-
0: which means that you are continuing your transmutation
1: <laughs> to being a comic book. someone just like you, yeah. Comic oh. book
0: reader. The Real Gentleman of Leisure. Oh, The Real Gentleman of Leisure. Yeah. Cool. Uh, whoa. A, yeah, they have a lot a of stuff. Big so, blog. Holy good. All right, the real gentleman of leisure, all one word, therealgentlemanofleisure.com. dot
1: Looks like a pretty cool blog. They write about. Uh, uh, yeah, stuff. man,
0: this is yeah. a, this is a find. Cool. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna...
1: Yeah, I'm gonna. take a deep deep dive on that. Yeah,
0: instead of working tomorrow, I think I'll do this instead. Yes, I support um, that. Okay. <laughs>
1: um, but so weirdly for me that. My note that I wrote down about that is like, taking as a given that this whole thing is implausible, the part about making Xavier a new body seems somehow extra implausible and was like a weird speed bump for me. Like, yes, I know we're in space and I know we're fighting things that can lay eggs inside of humans and they get like, there's a pretty massive (laughs) suspension of disbelief required just to even show up. But somehow the cloning of Xavier to heal him uh, irked me a little bit.
0: I agree it is something that didn't trouble me when I first read it. It didn't trouble me again, I guess, because I'd already gone through this. Um, I mean, they have to have some sort of magical device that that fixes him. Yeah. This is one where I, I want to see the other three or four ideas that they discarded.
1: <laughs> True, yes. Um,
0: I remember reading a letter, and I don't know that we'll ever see it in, in Marvel Unlimited, but, um, a couple issues later, there's someone who wrote in and said, the clone was an actual life form that was basically, like, killed to accommodate Charles' brain. Um, clone? Yeah. Well, because, like, the clone is, I mean, it's living tissue. Right. And so the letter writer said, hey, didn't that clone have a brain when they, you know, cloned it? Cloned it. Fair. <laughs> and so the response is, well, they cloned it, but, like, they cloned a brain dead. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was like, almost where they're acknowledging, yeah, yeah. we, uh, <laughs> look. We
1: didn't really think this look, through man. all yeah. that deeply.
0: Right. Uh, So yeah, the clones are. I mean, I can kind of get over it.
1: Yeah. And then did they like? I guess they also don't mention having to euthanize the, uh, you know, the the queen. Right. The Uh, the creature that Charles was. I mean, kill it. Right. They have to kill it somehow.
0: Euthanize. I mean, whatever. (laughs) Like they, (laughs) you know,
1: they brought it back. Right.
0: Right. Exterminate. I think. We don't, we don't euthanize cockroaches in our house. <laughs> I don't I mean that like in a... In we a, do not.
1: We do not. We I should have chosen a
0: different word <laughs> like cockroach is one of those that has this Extreme, pretty, pretty yeah. messed up... It does. Uh, uh, yeah. What do you call a uh, legacy? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Genocidal legacy. Yeah. No, um, we don't euthanize them. Right. I mean, you know, household, I try not to... Household pests. I we try don't not euthanize to, them. I try
1: not to, you know, let them suffer.
0: Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Hey, speaking of dead organic tissue that is subjected to some morally dubious stuff. Um, Lennon's ghost. I, oh. I, yeah, let's talk about, <laughs> yeah. what, what did you think I was talking about? Think I, I, think was, I, thought, I thought, thought you were talking? somehow okay.
1: making a connection to the election. I no, no, were we'll, gonna... we'll,
0: we'll come back. Yeah. We'll, we'll look to a time capsule at the end. Um, yeah. Lennon's tomb. Yeah, so we said Lennon's ghost and like, I, First of all, confirm for me whether or not that. I mean, you, you might not know. You probably don't know, but like, is that anything that a Soviet person would say? I mean,
1: it's nothing that anyone in my family, whatever.
0: I know your no, family. Yeah, yeah, they, they've no, got I have no love idea. For the Soviets. Yeah, yeah. so I have call.
1: no idea if that's something that. But yeah, I mean, it it does sort of make you, you know. I mean, you you know that Peter's like Russian, and he's yeah. you know,
0: one well, uh, Soviet Russian, and you as sort of well. think
1: of him as like the sort of cheerful Russian peasant, yeah, you know. But like, you know, is is Peter a communist? Who knows.
0: Fair question. Yeah. yeah. Um but, but all right. So so you and I are in Moscow. Right. And let's let's just kind of set the stage for this because I, I just, so this is going to be another about... one
1: of those events that you remember a lot better than I do.
0: You don't remember seeing Lenin? No, no. Too. I
1: for sure remember seeing. Okay. Lenin's well, the, the, okay. that's yeah. It. yeah. That, that's the event. Okay. I thought there was going to um, be some sub event that. I...
0: Um, and I suppose maybe uh, I, I didn't. It, it didn't strike me when I was reading it, but but uh, during your recap when you said, he's said, Lenin's ghost. No, Do they think of him in those terms? Because Lenin, even like twenty years Mm -hmm. post Soviet collapse, Lenin is still very much in the public eye. (laughs) Like they've got those those Lenin busts kind of in the train stations and all over the place. And there was that lengthy ass line to get into see the tomb yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, and we almost uh we almost paid the dude to bribe the guard because that would have been fun but i don't want to <laughs> get arrested for
1: trying to sneak into yeah
0: yeah exactly like like i don't i don't want to go to a russian prison at all <laughs> but <laughs> least her. of all because like i didn't feel like waiting 20 <laughs> minutes um but that was messed up actually yeah, seeing seeing lenin's uh preserved corpse yeah it was
1: gross yeah yeah um yeah i don't even know how that would translate into russian honestly what lenin's ghost yeah
0: i don't Um, know the word ghost
1: i guess in russian
0: yeah spirit maybe russians don't believe in ghosts i don't know they ain't afraid of no ghosts. (laughs)
1: i'm not sure i don't know that's not a word that like immediately it's not like a translation that immediately jumps to mind
0: okay are you suggesting that uh, Chris Claremont I don't know. I mean, I would have thought that if they, like, since uh,
1: they took the effort to include a Russian during that, like, post, or uh, po, I, not post, yeah. dur, during the Cold War, that they would have made him, like, really, you know, pro-America, sort of a, like an um, ally-seeming mm, Russian rather I, than a communist.
0: Well, like Yakov Smirnov? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Yakov Smirnov. We, we we were all we were all so innocent back then. Yeah. Anyway, um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm for the benefit of both of our listeners, Yakov Smirnoff, uh, comedian in the '80s, a lot of country yeah. and all that, and he he's like pretty crazy right. <laughs> Yeah, he's not, um, he's
1: not alone in that community, but yes.
0: But he's a weird one because uh, particularly when we talk about the political right in the United States in 2020, healthy doses of autocracy. And we can say what we want about laissez-faire, free enterprise or capitalism or things like that. But if you sign up for that, you're signing up for autocracy as well mm-hmm. uh, with a... Incredibly powerful executive that is unchecked by any other institution. Yeah, I
1: mean, they, yeah, they don't say yeah. it that way, but yeah. Anyway, well,
0: <laughs> they don't use those words to describe it.
1: No, they ha- yes, correct.
0: Yeah. Okay, uh, I don't want to go down that road. Yeah. All right, Lenin's ghost. What else?
1: So the my first note actually was this panel on page mm-hmm. fourteen, yeah. which the our friends at that blog also uh, was like one of my favorite bits of x-men stuff ever in all the things that i've read where like where they've decided that they're gonna not kill charles and cyclops says any objections storm says nope cyclops says yes
0: uh, wolverine, or, says, yeah. wolverine yeah, i'm yeah. sorry yeah okay now,
1: now that i've made that mistake once i'm gonna do it for the whole rest yeah, of this time yeah. um <laughs> any objections lots none so that's so that's cyclops wow where's that Wolverine <laughs>
0: No, no, um, um, they say, oh, so that's Cyclops, yeah. yeah. So, so I thought
1: it was funny. I thought that was a very funny, like... Yeah, it's funny. ...funny exchange, yeah. in a, you know, a, a funny, succinct exchange.
0: Um, And, and, and funny, oh. just, just like, comedically. Claremont not loads with the humor. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that's not a knock. Um, you know, Ernest Hemingway, I don't think, has ever made me laugh either. Um, <laughs> and Claremont probably has, but... um was going to say yeah that is, that is nice and it's um like it's not meta in terms of uh talking about the moral uh considerations in in, in the book but it is a really nice as you put it like succinct way to say mm-hmm. here's the moral framework here is the question that we keep coming back to again right, and right, again, right. and here's um, the dynamic
1: between these three characters yeah 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 so i like that uh thing implausible Auroro Yeah. Feeling sad. Let's talk about
0: that. Okay. What do you want to say? Feeling
1: sad when she when Kitty wakes up and like I'm curious how that um read to like to, to someone little who was reading that. Like to me it's very poignant yeah. because that's like, you know, she, she it's like everybody's parent, you know, yeah. is right? watching your child sort of grow up and need you less and it's very right. it's a little sad. You know, you're happy, but yeah. you're also a little sad.
0: So as an aside, like I'm not so little at this point as I'm reading it. I think I'm eleven right. at this point. So we were now like, you know, 20 some issues in. So like I'm two years right. <laughs> older than I was. Uh so I'm eleven, which is, you know, right between our son and daughter's age right now and and good health so i you mean know, they're they're not getting any younger um that would barely have charted mm-hmm. and i'm inventing a memory or i'm theorizing how i would have reacted to it um i probably would like. what are you whining about uh it's probably what my reaction would have been at that time yeah uh because at the time uraro just she didn't she didn't do it for me right. the way that she does now. Right, right. Um, I've changed a lot, and like, like ho- I can't get enough of Aurora now. Right. Uh, so yeah, I did notice that reading it yeah. this time. Here's the lesson: <laughs> um, the parent-child relationship is for the first couple decades of the child's life a lot more meaningful to the parent. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just reality. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean maybe forever.
0: Um maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Oh. I'll just kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> Go for some whiskey and yeah. my tea. Yeah, they're just... going to gonna listen to this podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> obscure uh mathematician <laughs> kills himself <laughs> because of a podcast. Uh that's not it's not going to come to that.
1: Yeah. Anyway that that was that that made me like it was just such it's kind of one of those things that they slip in that seems like a very mature thing, yeah, uh, that slipped into you know a fun story about weird gigantic evil bugs and space and <laughs> you know other cool yeah. stuff. Uh, yeah, it uh, well, sort of, was well, like poignant human moment that she has.
0: Yeah, and this is another case where you know, Aurora is super isolated. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have parents. She doesn't have children. Case as close as it comes. Uh, but there are other people that she might be a little closer to. Yeah. She's got a romantic attachment to Peter. She has a, sort of a peer relationship with Ileana.
1: Oh, for a second, I thought you meant Aurora was head of romantic no, attachment No, 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 to Peter. no, no, no. Right. Yes.
0: No. Um, I, I, I want to foreshadow to say that, uh, like, Aurora changes a bunch mm-hmm. in the next, I'll um, call it like you know, 10 or so issues. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. So yeah, that was sad. Yeah. Um, okay, so tell me wh- wh- who's 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 Galactus and wh- what is that whole?
0: <laughs> I've been waiting all of our marriage for this. <laughs> okay. uh, I, I'll, I'll give you. I'll I'll, I'll I'll try to. I'm not going to try to keep it simple. I'm going to give you a little bit of a scope for this. Galactus was created by Stan Lee and/or Jack Kirby. Okay. And the pitch at the time—this this would have been like 1963 yeah. or thereabouts—and the pitch kind of was, you know, the logline is the Fantastic Four fight God.
1: Okay.
0: Wow. Uh, and Galactus was um, an entity that embodied a lot of godlike attributes, mm-hmm. and it, it's one of those where superficially it's—it's it's an adventure story, it's a science fiction story. But I think, you know, Stan Lee always saw it as a little bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so Galactus is a is a humanoid, uh, very, very large, and what he does is he destroys planets. If there is a planet that has life, in order to feed himself, he destroys it. Okay. So Galactus arrives on Earth, and in a, like a three-issue, I think, arc, which for the, the 1960s is like... Epic, right? Like in
1: the Fantastic Four. In the Fantastic Four, like
0: 1963. Okay, that's not the last time that we see Galactus. Um, so the Fantastic
1: Sixties. Sorry, yeah,
0: 1963. That that's when ish, early 1960s. That is the first appearance of Galactus. Yeah, and uh, he first appeared in the Fantastic Four. Okay, and Galactus, the only (laughs) all that he wants to do. Like, he doesn't have some supervillain plan. Like, I'm going to... Oh, I've created this this device that, that makes everybody's pants disappear or something like that.
1: If only. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah or whatever. Like, I was like, uh, when I come to the Earth, it is to destroy all life on Earth in order to feed myself. Okay, gross. Yep. Well, I mean, like, he, 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 he harvests the Earth's energy. energy. right. Yeah, so, like, like it, the Earth is just like a giant salad. <laughs> or Galactus. Um okay so so he comes he returns because he's, he's one of the most sort of like iconic villains mm-hmm. in uh, the Marvel universe now and he's he's cosmic in scope you know rather than galactus he's galactic right. uh, so he travels around space basically just like destroying Destrying worlds. Space. whenever he gets to the earth the uh, the heroes manage to stop him right but he continues to exist which means that he's feeding on other, right. other worlds. So in, uh, issue number 200 something or other, 239, let's say, or 243, uh, of the Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. Galactus appears and he is, uh, he's defeated, but he, like, if he can't feed on uh, on a world, then, like, he's going to die.
1: Right, okay. Usually,
0: it, like, whenever he shows up for the Earth and they, they thwart him, Galactus is like, well, okay, like, you know, I'm, I guess I wasn't that hungry anyway. I'm going to go find another world to eat. <laughs> uh, but this time, Galactus is like, no, I'm literally, and I'm using the word properly, I am literally famished. And so he starts to die. Uh, but then Reed Richards uh, saves him. Why? 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 Well, that's the question. Um, you know, the cynical answer is because you, we can't get rid of this villain, right? Right. Yeah, we got to have this villain around. But Reed, uh, Reed Richards, because he is so intelligent and has this wacky perspective, says, you know, Galactus is beyond good and evil. He is a uh, kind of a necessary and fundamental element of the universe. Hmm. And he saves him. And
1: he saves them. Okay.
0: Oh yeah. And so Lalandra uh you know gets wind of this from Gladiator, and then she astrally projects herself into Mr. and Mrs. Fantastic's show. <laughs> sorry. Re- reading Sue Richard, she's she's not Mrs. Fantastic. Uh, into in, in, into into their bedroom, where apparently neither one of them wear clothes while they sleep.
1: <laughs> Plus, their friends are there. I guess they appear.
0: Yeah, well, the also, other two members yeah. of the Fantastic Four are you know they all, they live, all live in live the together. Baxter Building. Yeah. yeah. Um. Now, reading that blog, um, I always just assumed that this was something that Claremont and Byrne had agreed to. Mm-hmm. But apparently not. Mm-hmm, apparently, mm-hmm. this was. Um, you know, slight, a slight fuck you from Claremont to Burn. To Burn, right. Um, I was
1: curious if that was something that you. Because, like, obviously, none, none no. of that, yeah, was anything that I knew anything about. But I was curious if that was something that you had come into this knowing already or if that was news to you.
0: At the time when I was reading, I was like, oh, this is groovy. Yeah. This is really fantastic because uh, it, it is. It, a linkage between my two favorite comic books, mm-hmm. which at the time would have been the X-Men and the Fantastic mm-hmm, Four. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved the idea that Reed Saving Galactus had consequences. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it played out just fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but when you read the backstory, because you know, there was apparently a little bit of acrimony Bad between feelings, Claremont yeah. and Byrne. Um, and uh, did we already talk about the other anecdote about how Doctor Doom appeared in uh x-men issue 140 whatever so you remember when dr doom appeared vaguely wow okay (laughs) (laughs) i am beginning to worry about you so um he was there with arcade in murder world oh yeah 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 yeah. so there was a panel where arcade strikes a match on dr doom's armor Mm -hmm. which is uh something that dr doom would not permit right because he's 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 really haughty. <laughs> he's yeah. a real dick. <laughs> he's
1: really, yeah, he's up, yeah. up, up himself. And yeah, and
0: so that was another one of those where it was a kind of a dig from Claremont to right. Burn. Like, oh, yeah, we uh, Dr. Doom is a Fantastic Four villain. I'm going to have him in my book, and I'm going to, you know, do yeah, a little do th- disrespect. Yeah, I remember
1: that there had been some other incident where there there was, like, something being communicated, and and I was just about to ask you what it was, but that's what it was.
0: You're right. Yeah. Well, and, and, and that's one where, like, as a kid, like I, I was... Way over my over my right head, over not because it's complicated, right. but just because, yeah, I didn't care. Uh, and then Byrne has a callback to that in the Fantastic Four that we no need to get into. Um, so we're not going to read the Fantastic Four. What you should know, what is interesting to know, is after Lilandra's warning,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I don't know how many issues later, how many months later, that pays off in the Fantastic Four. So mm-hmm. Byrne didn't know about this, and he felt a little bit blindsided, I think. Right. Um, But he incorporated it into one of the coolest Fantastic Four stories. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, So Galactus destroys the Skrull homeworld. Mm -hmm. Lalandra finds out about it and kidnaps Reed Richards
1: Mm
0: -hmm. uh, and starts to execute him slowly and painfully. Uh, But the Fantastic Four find Reed and intervene, and then Reed is put on trial Mm -hmm. for... Put on trial for saving, Galactus, like, right. But but you know, in in saving Galactus, he he, he caused the destruction of, of of so many other things, uh, and it's a really really great issue of the Fantastic Four.
1: Right? Yeah, because they had said something in that same blog, which now we are apparently advertising for, uh, that you know one of the like that one of the big storylines of the Fantastic Four was it was that it was actually brought about by not. Yeah, they're writers. <laughs> you know, it was just like a reaction to yeah. something that had been. Yeah,
0: which is really great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. and, and and just indicates, uh, just Burn. He was a good writer. Yeah, he wrote some really nice uh, sci-fi stories. Yeah.
1: So that made me wonder, like when she gives the speech about, is it, uh, it she says, it, it is fair time that the people of Earth realize they do not stand <clears throat> alone in the cosmos and acknowledge their responsibility to their fellow sentient beings. And that sort of set me down the slight rabbit hole of like, was there something happening politically at that time nah. that, you know, caused that sort of, uh, so I spent some time Googling um, like what was going on you know, politically, like, December, yeah. January of that time, because assuming that there's, like, a, a production that I, like, Google how long it takes to produce a comic book, <laughs> learned all yeah. sorts of stuff. Yeah. But, um, you know, there was there was some communication between Brezhnev and, and Reagan about uh, sort of a, a political situation in Poland, where Reagan wanted Brezhnev to get involved, and Brezhnev didn't want to and told Reagan to, like you know, mind your own fucking business. <laughs> whatever but i didn't yeah, I, there was no, nothing that i no. saw that could really you know that i necessarily felt like was um could tie that storyline to sort of cultural events but and then i learned that it was nothing to do with cultural events it was more of like a personal situation <laughs> yeah so that's kind of cool
0: i think comics generally are because it does take a while to six weeks apparently to more draw than six weeks Oh, it, to draw. Fine, yeah. fine. But yeah, like like description to run and and publish, it takes a long time. So you're not going to get like something happens in the news. Like, it's not like law and order where, right. you know, torn from the headlines kind of thing.
1: No, I mean, um, that's why I looked in like December. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Well, but even then, it, like, they're not going to do it because they know that by the time that September or whatever, like, whatever month rolls around. Rolls around yeah. um, now, this is not to say that it never happens at all. But I think when it does, it'll be in very, very broad mm-hmm. terms. Uh, or maybe they'll use that as an idea, but they're not going to be commenting on it, necessarily. Right. Uh, so, you know, the House of X, Powers of X uh, that came out what, two years ago or something like that, uh, it, we've barely mentioned it on this mm-hmm. podcast and I've not discussed it with you, but it, it is um, a kind of a slight reboot, well, maybe not slight, a, a big reboot, a reboot. Mm-hmm. of the X-Men where they're all living on this island nation of Krakoa, which uh, is a kind of a, a, a refuge, a, a, um, a place of asylum for mm-hmm. mutants Uh, It's very small, and they are struggling for international recognition. And I was, and they are—they have this uh, through comic book means. They have these drugs that are highly effective. Mm -hmm. Like that's their export, and they will export it to those countries that recognize uh, Krakoa and mutants' right to exist. And I'm reading this, uh, especially like House of X. Uh, which is about the establishment of Krakoa and all the mutants who sort of arrived there and like, hey, we're finally we finally got a home from persecution. And I'm like, this is transparently Israel. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, it, 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 so you, you'll see things like that. Yeah. And, and if you hear the creators, I mean, I'm sure that there's more to it than that. And that might not have even been what they were going for. Right, but, but
1: that's what it, felt it like. It is
0: easy to read it yeah. as uh, the establishment of the state right, of Israel. Right.
1: Yeah, but not not in the storyline or not. Obviously, in the storyline, yeah. that there was some connection to something going on. Um, I also wrote down that this issue felt like it had more. That <laughs> this issue felt like it had more than the usual amount of cross marketing. Somehow, um, all right. So we get like, Fantastic Four and the, and the, the New, New Mutants.
0: Mutants. The New Mutants. I mean, I mean, fair, but um, y- yes, there's cross marketing, but.
1: Felt like a lot of stuff crammed in, especially like the whole thing with Lalander and Galact. Like, I don't know. I mean, as I just as I was reading it, it's like, whoa, where did this weird segue? can now we're in the Richards' bedroom. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it just felt like a lot of.
0: I it's weird. I guess I really like issues like that. Yeah, where we have two or three or four plot threads that connect to other stuff. Um, that was. Sort of the hyperlinked quality of the Marvel Universe Mm -hmm. was a real big appeal. Mm -hmm, Uh, We talk about a sort of shared cinematic universe as though this is, oh, boy, Marvel is really... Guys, they were doing that since before I was born. (laughs) And that was part of the appeal. Uh, I mean, I think that that maintaining that continuity kind of got away from Marvel. But certainly back in the 80s, it was possible for them to do that in a way that was within the confines of the comic book form. Uh, plausible, and so I really dug that. So the New Mutants, we've we've barely talked about them, right. and at the time that this issue came out, I think the graphic novel has appeared, but the series, I think the series maybe launches in the same month. So okay, fine, cross marketing, but right. it is. I'm going to give Claremont the benefit of the doubt because. It is his imagination just basically exploding, yeah. right? Like I've got all his, these
1: mutant abilities right. in my head. It, well, it's yeah, characters. It,
0: he, his, his storytelling wants are not enough for a single uh, right. series. And he writes. He writes uh, some other titles like Marvel Team Up. He's doing a bunch of stuff on there as well. Uh, but the New Mutants is him. It, the New mutants is the most significant expansion of the mutant, the mutant yeah, element yeah. of the Marvel universe, yeah. and it would be. This is how I'm choosing to look at it. It would be disingenuous for the X Men and the New Mutants not to meet each other.
1: Right, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously, if Xavier is yeah the clone of Xavier, is right. uh, you know involved with all of yeah. them.
0: Now going forward, they don't interact much at all. Right. This is, and it's funny, reading it uh, again, I was like, it actually feels kind of weird for them to be (laughs) be in the the same time and place. So
1: now I'm curious what happens to Kitty. Does she stay in X-Men or does
0: she she move over into the other comic book? Gosh, we'll have to find out next issue with uh, Professor Xavier is a Jerk. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Also, like, where, I felt like this one had a couple of loose ends. Like, where did Binary go? She was there.
0: It was fucking. Knows? And then she
1: wasn't. Uh, and then like, what happened to Karma? Like, she was trying to possess the
0: Queen uh, she's thing, she's, and she's... then she
1: got possessed. But then, what happened? She'll to her?
0: have a superpower. Was... She'll have she'll have a hangover, but that's,
1: that's <laughs> a superpower. A psionic. Yeah. Hangover. A psionic hangover. Psionic yeah,
0: hangover. That's the the it's a binary. Um, you're gonna see her like maybe once more, but it, as I said a couple of issues ago, uh, that character just went nowhere. Yeah. Which is which is wacky to me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Weird. I like this
0: issue. Me too? Yeah. Uh, Paul Smith continuing to just absolutely crush it, yeah. and let me... Um, cause there were a few... Oop, not, not that. Uh, there are a few cool images here. Let's look, 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 look. Uh, sorry, I'm just scrolling okay. back. Oh, the very first issue... The, sorry, the, uh, the cover uh, that's meant to evoke an image of, of Cyclops holding... Um, phoenix's body oh yeah um i honestly like I, I i can't go more than two panels without just being <laughs> really really uh, happy uh, with the artwork. <laughs> all and and okay so all of them hanging out and eating popcorn and watching magnum, magnum pi yeah, on tv yeah. and the xavier mansion like the living room with, with, with people hanging out and watching tv um I mean it's a little a, a little difficult for me to talk about uh like I did I, I I didn't get that all that often. Right. Not like like not never, but um I I was so envious of them.
1: Right. That oh.
0: They had uh they had like like four or five people, you know, and they all you know I don't know, these people all had friends. Yeah. They
1: were all friends. And, and they together. could just hang
0: out and like eat popcorn together. Uh yeah, I didn't really get loads of that. Yeah. So all right. Oh. Oh. And then the very next thing, you know, they, uh, you know the the X Men just basically just blast through the <laughs> the window. Uh, where's the cool one? So page um...
1: they didn't really actually have to blast through. That's the other could
0: have just yeah yeah every second counts. Oh, they had that really really kick ass swimming pool with the uh, the di- the diving platforms. Um, yeah, page eleven. By the way, the New Mutants has launched because they're saying like, um, yeah, see New Mutants number three.
1: Um, oh yeah, the, it took me a minute to actually until you just said diving platforms.
0: I gotta look. I gotta look at New Mutants number three again. I don't remember them fighting the brood. And during your recap, I didn't remember that either. I gotta go back and reread that issue. Yeah, oh, I yeah. remember reading
1: yeah. that late at night, and I was like, "What?" Was just like I was already halfway asleep, and I put it in my. I made myself a note to look up what that was that I was seeing because it wasn't obvious to me that they were diving platforms. But of
0: course, yeah. now that they are. Well and you'll remember that, that. from uh, like an issue or two ago where will Moira I? and Dan what's that? I said will I? Yeah, Moira and Danny were like hanging out uh, by right, the in pool. Their, yeah. in their suits, yeah. Page twelve Wolverine's uh, Wolverine attacking the breed. That's that's, yeah, a, really, that's a really, really cool. awesome yeah. thing. Yeah. And uh da, 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 what else we got? There, yeah, the the drawing of the Starjammer ship, that looks really cool.
1: Any objections? Lots, none.
0: None. <laughs> <laughs> The. Um,
1: and of course, I had that backwards. Was...
0: I mean, Sue and Reed Richards, is there, just like bare ass naked in that bed.
1: I didn't really pay attention to that.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, there. Huh.
1: Um, <laughs> and then it looks like the other two are like popping. I know, like, I know they're coming into the room, but it also looks like they're coming out of a closet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Johnny Storm, uh, Johnny Storm, the human torch. Uh, again, we're on page 20 the uh, the tidy whities that he's got on. That's <laughs> what he sleeps in. Um no. No. Let me tell you. I I uh even as a kid there's no way I would have slept in uh, no. in No. Even even before <laughs> like even before my even before my testicles dropped. No. <laughs> but as a grown man, no. No. Got to wasn't just like need some space no
1: say, hold everything in
0: no uh <laughs> page 21 uh i dig the sort of the split screen where lulandra is coming out of the uh, the astral projection booth oh yeah uh,
1: oh, that's cool i hadn't noticed that Her costume changes
0: yeah it's yeah. neat okay groovy groovy stuff um oh boy we're already at 45 minutes <laughs> right. uh time capsule Time what, what's going on in America this week?
1: We had an election.
0: We sure did. <laughs> and Tuesday night was such a bummer.
1: Tuesday night was a bummer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wednesday morning, not loads better either. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, is... I'm,
1: I'm, like, I'm relieved, but I can't say that I'm.
0: Nobody's super that stoked. Relieved. I mean, people. Yeah. I
1: don't know. Some people seem like they are because people seem like their memories are
0: just. Well, people are literally dancing in the streets. Yeah,
1: yeah. but I mean, it says like their memories. Like <laughs> Seventy million people.
0: Yeah, voted. For, yeah, they didn't. They didn't turn out to dance uh, in yeah. the streets, but uh, but
1: uh, that's a lot of people, and that's um, you know. While we're dancing in the streets, we should also ponder uh, why those people made that choice. And, no, no,
0: yeah, you know, we definitely are, and, and, and there's if, a lot of do inc- that a continues lot of, you know, to be spilled about yeah, that. Yeah. If we don't, you know, if
1: we don't do the the due diligence of thinking through that, then you know we're all going to be continue to be sad and confused.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm happy that. Um, to a, to a certain extent, we stopped the bleeding. Uh, the patient is still in bad condition,
1: very bad shape. <laughs> yeah. It's just very, very yeah. serious. Yeah, so it's been a weird week, but uh, you know, we have a new president elect and
0: uh... Vice President Kamala Harris. I will never get tired of saying that. Uh, as I, I think I said to you, like this is as close as I'm as I have ever come to wanting a tattoo.
1: <laughs> you did not say that to me. Okay, cool.
0: I like. I just. <laughs> I get, I get so, I'm just so delighted by Vice President Kamala Harris. I want to say it a couple more times. <laughs> Vice President Kamala Harris. Yeah. That is, that is the best, man. Yeah, it was, That's yeah.
1: that was a one thing about the election that was, I mean, there were so many things that were kind of a bummer, but one yeah. of them was that, you know, I was so focused on the 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 presidential race that yeah. you know, yesterday when it was announced, I didn't even get to take a moment and be like, "Oh, look a lady, that's nice. Yes, <laughs> yeah,
0: that's fantastic. And um if you're comparing vice like you you're gonna get fucking whiplash going from Mike Pence to Vice President Kamala Harris. <laughs> read it, read it off of my bicep. <laughs> yeah. I'll let
1: you guys know next week if Brian went and got that tattoo.
0: Narrator, he didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Not into tattoos, but like that's as close as I come to like. I want that. Like that's because it's as close to having a permanent (laughs) position (laughs) about something. I mean, mean, never say never. I mean, who knows what's going to happen with her and the other vice and and, she's vice president, but still, she's going to be very, very visible uh, presence in in that administration as any vice president is uh and in terms of indicating what is possible it is a further step forward not far enough we're not done yet but uh i'm going to take the forward progress yeah. huh. that that represents
1: definitely yeah. yeah so hope you all voted and uh you know
0: well said yeah very okay. well said i think <laughs>
1: now i need to go uh you know drive our child somewhere
0: yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got time. We got time. Um, Closing thoughts?
1: Closing thoughts. Brood saga. Now I think...
0: Oh, it is over. Yeah.
1: Decisively over. Similar yep. to the election. So, I don't know.
0: <laughs> That's, no, that, I hadn't connected those dots. That's perfect. The X-Men have finally uh, gotten rid of the brood, and America has finally gotten Donald Trump out of the White House. Yeah. Uh not out of our lives no, and out of, sure, our out of our attention, lives, yes. but you know okay, what whatever. Yes. Uh yeah, so the brood have all been uh destroyed and Donald Trump lost. <laughs> he lost the election. But the it, was loser. it was too close. Yes, no, it, was anyway. too close, it was too close, too but close. you know what? He lost. He did. And let's Continue to emphasize that. Yes. As we talk about the work that needs to be done, just know that the majority of uh, the American electorate doesn't want that. True. And that is why he lost. Why he did not win. No.
1: Yeah.
0: Why he's not a winner. <laughs> All right. All right. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the X Men Files.